Do you guys even like Atlantic City? <laughs> no. I've actually never been. Never been to Atlantic City. It's very interesting that we host podcasts and neither of us have ever been. I think That's maybe true. you went once like 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, I stayed at the Hilton. That was great. Howdy, it's Tuesday, May 29th, 2018, and this is episode 72 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What is good, Craig? Happy to get this one in. It was, uh, <laughs> we had we a little rain delay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I got called in to work in the evening, so it was looking questionable if we were going to make it or not, but instead, I think we're having our latest start time. Ever, probably. Yeah, I would think. But for you, our devoted listeners, we decided to go ahead with it anyway. Yeah. Any, <laughs> anything to chit-chat about before we get into the news? Um, no, I don't have too much. I think we got most of our chit-chat in before the show, <laughs> which is probably the appropriate time to do it. Well, I have a, I have a bet with Julian from Vegas Confessions Okay. Uh, that if Vegas wins... In the Stanley Cup Finals, I owe him a meal at Cereal Town. <laughs> and if the Capitals win, he owes me a meal at Cereal Town. So it's good to have that on the books. Although is he is he another known cereal fanatic? I don't know. I don't know. But at the very least, he heard me going on and on about Cereal Town <laughs> to the point where he'd think that I was an investor. It's going to be, you know the big plastic tubes just like a thousand of them stuck to the wall you'll go in and get your cereal out of each one and it's going to be horribly disappointing craig it would be even funnier if it was just like boxes like <laughs> actual cereal boxes like it just giant shelves and you go get yeah. the box you want and open it up yeah. and yeah and it's not even like catalogs but it's like malto meal <laughs> and like store brand you don't you deserve don't even... frosted mini wheats you deserve the malto meal equivalent <laughs> yeah it's like these uh, are not Fruit Loops; they're Fruit Rings. Yeah, yeah. I used to eat all Malto meal until I got a Costco membership. So now I'm back to the good stuff. <laughs> this is what they have in Costco. Awesome. I ate a lot of Signature Select or whatever the heck the yeah. Acme store brand is. <laughs> Happens. Well, nice work getting us <laughs> off topic with perhaps our most irrelevant <laughs> chat to date, but. Uh, uh, so so you can pick who your rooting interest is. If you want me to win the bet, root for the Capitals. The long-suffering Capitals, 44 years in existence, have never won a cup. If you want Julian to win, root for the Vegas Golden Knights who are in their first season in the NHL. Hopefully they have <laughs> at Cereal Town, like the finest cereal only for the nobility in Monaco or something. Yeah, that's it's like, like $50 gold, a bowl or something. Gold-encrusted cereal. Right. That has to exist, right? That's what I'm rooting for now. That'd be good. Just, I don't even care who wins. Yeah. Just, you want somebody to pay for it. I want somebody to have to buy someone else with like a $50 yeah. bowl of cereal. That'd be great. <laughs> it's like Lucky Charms, but the charms are like actual charms. Like so, Tiffany. <laughs> Anyways. So speaking really of, deep here. of bets, uh, they haven't actually announced a time yet for either Hard Rock or Ocean, right? For our bet. As far as I can tell, somebody in the Everything AC group mentioned noon for Hard Rock, and I looked and looked, and I couldn't find anything confirming that. So if you're out there and you've seen noon, and you can prove it with some sort of online uh, proof, send it our way, and I would gladly update that. But yeah, as far as I've seen, no opening times for either Hard Rock or uh, not Revel, not 10. It's called Ocean. Ocean. <laughs> Which is what your shirt says. I am actually wearing that shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> but have you crossed out 10 yet? I have not. Every, so I took it out and I was like, I, need, I really need to fix this shirt. Because I have a Revel shirt that I crossed out Revel and wrote 10 with the 10 Infinity logo, which never made any sense. But anyways, it still says 10. But I also wore it to like took the dog out, take the dog out. And I was like, if anybody sees this shirt, they're going to be like, what is, is this weirdo? Like, what has he done? Like, nobody's going to understand <laughs> My weird inside joke. So 
so just continuing the chat about hard rock and ocean last episode we spent a lot of time or at least i spent a lot of time complaining about the lack of info coming out about ocean and i think we've had a couple pictures released but there really hasn't been a whole lot in the last two weeks and we're under a month away now yeah i mean there have been it's may 29th right i mean we're, yeah. yeah less than a month so there have been some pictures it looked very revelly yep uh there are some machines there I mean, that's good yeah yeah oh yeah slot machines so they have oh, machines um then again we know that all the slot machines are still there at showboat right from peeking around the uh <laughs> no no the showboat slot oh, machines are gone yeah, they're gone but all the pillars like, and setup, stuff that says right, like five cents yeah 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 uh yeah i mean and not only has there been sort of silence from ocean except for like they've posted some job listings and they've said you can go on and book and like the reservation system's active. You can go online and, and book a room. Uh, Top golf hasn't talked much about their opening. That's now supposed to be less than a month away, which is kind of surprising. Uh, we've heard just nothing about the gambling license application. And that is what makes me nervous because I don't know what the turnaround time is, and I expect it's probably reasonably quick on a temporary license, which they may have to go through, but I don't know. I mean, could we be in a situation where they open without a casino and they just open with some restaurants and top golf? Like, I feel like that's a terrible idea, but I don't know that we're now, you know, less than five weeks away. <laughs> that may be the direction that we're headed. Uh, I don't know. Or just not opening on June 28th. Yeah, but e even if they did that, I would think we would be hearing something about that sooner rather than later i mean presumably they're not going to announce that on like june 24th i mean they're taking you mean announce that, that they're, they're not gonna have a casino right right i mean it seems almost like disingenuous to take reservations right for the june 28th and then be like just kidding <laughs> although i guess if they're cancelable up to whatever 24 yeah. 48 hours ahead of time like It'd be cool to get a comp to a casino and then not have to gamble oh yeah that'd be great feel free to do whatever you want <laughs> yeah i mean they haven't announced any sort of like tier matching or room room deals or anything like that yet i mean along the long list of things that they haven't announced but uh so how would that affect our bet like say they op say they do open on the 28th but with no casino do is that an automatic loser mm. like do they I have to have a casino i feel like that should be a loser i yeah i think that's a loser and that makes me very nervous about my about my ocean bet because I can't, I mean, them just like I mean, the casino the is what on. we're really talking about, right? Right. Like, we don't care about all the other stuff. I, I mean, we do, but the casino is, is the main event, for sure. It's basically a soft opening at that yeah. point, if they if they go that route. Uh, so Hi, Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's coming right over here to eat. So cool. you can listen to that for the next few minutes. Uh, so we mentioned June 28th. Uh, we are booked for June 28th, which we weren't sure if that was going to happen or not last time we talked. And We are booked. We are both booked even, which is exciting. So I am booked in the Centurion Tower at Caesars. Uh, with, with an ocean view, right? With specifically? Premium King Ocean View Centurion Tower. Uh, you, I believe, are also booked, right? I am booked. But you do refuse you, you to tell me where. You officially do not know where, though, right? No, no, you refuse, you refuse to tell me. But I'm sure you actually probably do know where I am. I mean, I assume Tropicana. I am. So I am booked in the Tropicana in a Havana Tower room, which is pretty exciting for me because I have not stayed in the Havana Tower probably in six years or seven years or something like that. So I'm excited to get into a Havana Tower room again and see how it matches up with my memory of the Havana Tower room, which I remember it being a very nice room. Well, it's been renovated even since then, I would think so, because the renovations were just done in there a couple of years ago. That's that's the nicest tower at Tropicana, uh, mm -hmm. or should be. So I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are and, and to see that room. Yep. Uh, anything else? So did you so just was... book Tropicana because you didn't want to call resorts yeah, and talk to so... a human? Just just for our listeners, me and Craig were having a long discussion because my two options for a Thursday night, in theory, would have been, well, other than CET, which I could not book because I am already technically booked in a room there. But uh, <laughs> enough said about that. 
Uh, my two options that I get Thursday night comps are resorts and TROP. And I looked on TROP's website because you can actually check room availability on the website because this is the 21st century and that's a thing you should be able to do. And it said I had a Havana, Havana Tower room available. And me and Craig were going back and forth. And there was some question of whether or not I'm going to call resorts and see if they have any availability for me. And I just decided that, you know, if Havana Tower room is available, I'll save myself the phone call and just take the Havana Tower room and not have to deal with calling resorts, seeing if there's a room. You know, surely, like every time I've called resorts, they've just given me, quote unquote, a room. It's never been like, oh, we can put you in the rendezvous tower or anything like that. So just the fact that I could book it online was the decider. Because certainly resorts would have been a better location. Right. For the opening to be right at that end of the boardwalk right, next to Hard right Rock. Right next to yeah. Hard Rock and Ocean. I think you're crazy for not calling. But I, I think I would have taken, ooh, that's a tough one, the crappy room at resorts, which I'm not sure that those still exist. I know that they're in the process of, of facing them out, but uh, versus Tropicana way at the other end of the boardwalk, I would definitely have preferred to be at resorts. I would prefer to be at resorts for this trip over being at Caesars. Um. I can call and make you a, res- a reservation for resorts. Let's make Greg, sure you're on three, Caesars. three rooms. Yeah. Uh, so actually, speaking of, I can actually, with our friend Andy as my companion, I can get the room I have now comped. Or Is two- Andy supposed, supposed to come? So Andy, I think, is available. So I would mm-hmm. switch it to like two queens. But... Well, we actually, so our friend Dave has also talked quite a bit about coming as well. He's booked at Harrah's, I think. So I was saying he needs to talk to Andy about companioning to get Mm -hmm. to the boardwalk instead of Harrah's. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I mean, I think we're all comped at Harrah's. We can all individually even get comps at Harrah's that night, but then you're at Harrah's. I would never break the rules, but if worse comes to worse and they really need a room on the boardwalk i might be able to help them (laughs) okay through some unknown means that's not breaking any rules you're only (laughs) screwing your own comps um (laughs) yeah yeah i guess it's probably in that you're not actually staying there but you're going and checking them in no i would never check into a room and not stay there that's a good point that's true not allowed that is something that we at doferwin will never endorse (laughs) it's not like i'm currently booked in a room that I'm not staying in on the 28th. No, we wouldn't do that. We just wouldn't do that. I mean, I hope you enjoy your ocean view, but... <laughs> <laughs> on the back of Kyle's previous play, Craig gets an ocean view. Uh, so, I mean, that uh, that brings up the question. So, obviously, the plan for the 28th is go to the openings, see everything there is to see at Hard Rock and Ocean. Are we even really going to gamble at Tropicana and or Caesars? Um, maybe. Like a I'll little, maybe. gamble something. I right. won't not gamble at all. Yeah, I mean, I won't like no play Caesars, but I'm I'm not going to get my typical, you know, 200 yeah. whatever rewards credits. I People could put are a laughing couple at my 200 rewards credits. 100 bucks in a slot machine or something at least. And yeah. Which probably gets you like totally fine at Trop. They're like, sweet, right. thanks. It's Thursday. Who cares? Um, Caesars I'm not too worried because my play level is already pretty low you might be taking a hit on your Caesars comps because you're Mm -hmm. booked in my sweet ocean room what? yeah (laughs) we can drop the charade Kyle (laughs) everyone knows the truth yeah these Uh, are the tips that we're giving (laughs) that uh, you can only get on yes Sure, no one independently could ever come up with the scheme. <laughs> yes, with entering the companion code where it says add companion code. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not really worried. I have not, I don't think I've stayed in a CET property in my last three or four trips. I mean, I think last time I did was when we stayed in the Forum Tower. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, that was, it was a while four ago. Four or five trips ago for me. Yeah, I, I've stayed in TROP and resorts at least the last four trips, I think. I think I've stayed in TROP twice and resorts twice, or maybe even TROP three times and resorts once. So a couple things I think worth mentioning. Uh, 
so we're booked for this trip. We're also booked August second to fourth, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, so I'm so I have August third. I have a room at Hard Rock. August second, I have a room at Bally's <laughs> in the Garden Tower. In the Garden Tower, which we talked about last episode. So I have two CET trips booked where I'm probably not going to gamble at CET properties at all. Do you, do you know not what the right all, thing to do like, in this much. situation, Craig, is? To Book a third CET trip right now before you no-play them. So yes, that you're yeah, in. absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, before for, they take your comps away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, I, I feel like I'm, I should count my lucky stars that in a year where I have a child born, I managed to go once in January, and I've already got two more trips booked. <laughs> yeah, like you that, said, your goal was at our year kickoff two, episode. You wanted to go four times, right? Oh, I didn't think that there was any chance. I was hoping to get two times, oh. two more times after the January trip. Oh, you've already booked for two more times. I think you can get a third. I think we we're good for a a fall trip, right? Yeah, like a late late fall, early winter. Sure, I think that'll work out. October, November, December. I think sometime yeah, I think in Q four. Yes, that, we can make that happen. I have a $100 celebration dinner I still got to use. Yeah. I don't know how I would use that on this yeah. next trip, but maybe the August trip. Probably with the person who you are technically rooming with. Yes. That would be an appropriate way to thank them. <laughs> so <laughs> so for the for the June trip, I think our plan, both of us are going to arrive, you know, late morning, noon-ish. And then we're only staying the one night, and then we're going to get up and get out of there. Well, um, unless I actually do ride with Dave, and then I will probably be there, like, early (laughs) evening-ish. You're just going to miss the openings. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. I know you listen. Uh, uh, Two episodes in a row that Dave has gotten insulted. Poor Dave. I know. We didn't mention him by name last time. Last episode, I was like, Dave, I wasn't talking about you because he, he messaged me about it. And he's like, Craig told me you were talking about me. As if I needed to tell him. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, short trip. I doubt we'll even be in AC for 24 hours. Quick turnaround. So are we going to try to meet people, though? I expect there are going to be a lot of listeners going down yeah, on the 28th. Absolutely. If people want to do a, a meetup, I'll... I'll buy a round of drinks at the bar at hard rock or something. I mean, I don't know if we need to make it this big thing. I'm certainly not planning on staying in one place for especially long, but I'd love to meet people if we can figure out a time that works for everyone. So one option would be to pop off of hard rock very quickly and meet at like, I don't know, nine, 9 PM at the Piccadilly. Yeah. And then you could buy a very cheap round for everybody. Yeah, that would be cheaper, wouldn't it? It would be. Mm. And then we could just pop right back into Hard Rock. <laughs> I think that's a good plan. I could eat some wings. I could I could eat some wings. I, I mean, mean, we I, I haven't been since they've gotten new ownership. I'm sure it's exactly the same. Yeah. But. You can't mess with the Piccadilly. So my <laughs> so my feeling is Hard Rock is if we do Hard Rock meetup, we have to do it like earlier. Mm-hmm. But I expect a lot of people aren't going to be able to come down until after work. Right. I know you said you've talked to Eric who's planning on coming down after work, right? Right. But if we, if we wait until, you know, 8, 9 p.m., everything at Hard Rock's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. That's my assumption. That's my hope for them, for Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, very easy. Just pop out to Pick Lily. Done. Everybody's getting Miller Lite and wings. We're not buying yeah. the wings. Just so... <laughs> No. Wings not included. Yeah, if I'm buying everyone Miller Lite, they don't get any wings from me. I'll buy like two orders of wings and everybody can share them. <laughs> everybody gets half a wing. Like you, I think you take a bite, we could just say pass it over. Dave can buy them wings. That should be the plan. <laughs> yeah. Dave and Andy <laughs> buying, buying everybody wings. Cool. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Although if we want to go to somewhere that's not going to be especially crowded, in my experience, I think Irish Pub is usually much more empty than the Piccadilly is. It's also much larger, I think. Night. So. Yeah, yeah, Irish Pub's way bigger. Yeah. That's true. And normally, actually, in my experience, Piccadilly is pretty crowded, and Irish Pub is generally pretty empty. I've never been to Piccadilly at night. Mm. I only went in the afternoon, and it was very, very not crowded. No. 
Yeah, no, last time I went in March, it was pretty crowded in there. But so we'll figure it out. We'll, yes. We'll so, see. We'll, we'll post about it or try to make up more concrete plans in an episode before we go up there, which there will. My vote is late. Like, not late, late, but, you know, late evening, early night, not in a casino. So, like, seven or eight somewhere. Yeah. So, the other option would be the Steel Pier Pub directly outside of the Hard Rock. I'm I'm gonna, I've never been, so I'm going to take it by really your sense. It's, it. it sucks. It's totally dead. There's no reason to ever go there. But. Yeah, just Sounds outside awesome. the hard rock. <laughs> Very easy. I mean, it's out at the end of the steel pier. There's something to be said for that. Do you know what I need to do since I'm staying in Trop and it's not that far away? I've never been to uh, the 24-hour Ducktown bar, which name of I don't remember. But yeah. I need to do it. Duck Tavern? Duck, is that it? Is that? The, there's no, a, that doesn't no. sound right. Ducktown Tavern. Yeah, so du- there's Ducktown Tavern. Mm-hmm. There's also Chelsea Pub and Inn, which we've never been to, which closed and reopened. Yeah, and I think Justin in the Facebook group has recommended it in the past, maybe? No, I think he said it's not his favorite 24-hour oh. dive spot, but he was sad that it closed, mm. and now it's reopened. Justin, by the way, he's he's the guy. If you're in the Facebook group and you want to know where the 24-hour dive bar is in Atlantic City to go to, he'll give you a whole list. <laughs> I'm just volu- I'm volunteering him for that. I think he's fine with that. Uh, I can speak for Justin and say he'll be fine with that. Uh, what else should we talk about? So that's meetup, opening times we talked about. We're booked. We're double booked. We're booked for the 28th and, and in early August. Yeah, it should be an awesome summer. Yeah. I mean, I have all these things I want to do. Like, I want to go to, like, Ducktown Tavern. I want to go to Chelsea. Or, I think I go to... you should plan on not necessarily doing yeah, that stuff no, I'm not on do this any trip. Shit. I think in August it's more reasonable. Yes, I agree. Unless August will be the trip where Ocean is first opening. <laughs> That'll actually be the, the Ocean opening yeah. date. Uh, hopefully not. I, I would love them both to be open on the 28th. And yes, first I agree. All right. Are we ready to move on to, I guess, the big news? Yeah, let's do it. Airhorn.wave. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sports betting. I suspect that most of our listeners have not heard about this yet, given that it was... No. Uh, So, yeah, sports betting, it was legalized by the supreme court so it's now legal for states other than nevada delaware montana and maybe one more oregon we used to be the only four states that could legally have sports betting before uh the supreme court just overturned it so new jersey is planning to get out of the blocks very quickly and be one of the first states to implement it i know on you can bet on that they talked about well, what? No, no, it wasn't. You can bet on that. It was uh, the AC story. They talked about how the Monmouth Park horse track said they're going to start taking bets basically immediately after it was done. Though it sounds like they have a long history of saying they're just going to start taking sports bets, whether <laughs> or not it's actually legal for them to do so. Fantastic. Um, so they've partnered with William Hill, which is one of the big bookmakers. Uh, mm-hmm. Do they run a bunch of the Vegas casino um, sports books? They said they were going to start taking bets on Memorial Day, but yep. then the state was not ready. Like the legislation was not done for that, so that didn't happen. But mm-hmm. uh, the state still needs to vote. So they have basically like the legislation in place. I think they just need to vote on it. Um, you know, like all the stuff about who can run a sports book. What are the rules? Uh, obviously, it's not going to be just limited to casinos because the horse tracks will mm-hmm. have the option. Um, but it seems like Monmouth Park is basically ready to just flip a switch and take take bets. Uh, so the assumption is like the first sports book, sports bet uh, after this repeal will happen at Monmouth Park in in North Jersey. So uh, that's certainly the assumption. It seems like uh, Borgata will probably be the first in Atlantic City. They say they'll be ready to go the day it's legal. Uh, Ocean has said it's also partnering with William Hill, and they'll have sports betting when they open, so hopefully on June 28th. 
so there's a lot going on. I mean, there's they're they're aiming for a June seventh vote, and then assuming it, it gets passed, it would go on to the governor Phil Murphy. He would have to approve it, which presumably he will if it gets passed. That could take hours or days. We don't know. I'll link to a bunch of articles about sports betting, so we'll have a whole list of links to read to catch up on all this stuff. But uh, we're starting to hear more and more. You know, we haven't heard anything from CET Properties. I don't think about what they will take. Um, when they will take sports bets or how they're going to do it. I don't think there's even a race book anymore in any of the CET properties. There used to be at like Wild at, West, Harrah's. Well, the there, yeah, there used to be at, at Bally's up on the sixth floor. Oh, yeah. So Bally's on the sixth floor and in the Wild Old West had a big one, had a big race book. That's Did long it? since I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. It was over... If you was go, it back by the buffet or... Yeah, yeah. So if you, mm. went, if you went down the escalators... Where the poker room is now? Yes. So like toward mm-hmm. the poker room, you kind of walk past where it would have been. Basically, mm-hmm. like if you co- if you're coming from uh, the Bally side, if you go down the escalators to where now there's just like nothing, it was right there pretty much. Right. Like big, big race book. So they had a race book. Harris had a very small race book over by the poker room. Right. And that is not there anymore. Um, I don't remember Caesars having one. I don't. I, as far as as long as I've been going, I don't remember them having one. But mm-hmm. there, I, so I don't think there's really an in- infrastructure at Caesars for them to go because, t- like, converting a race book to a sports book that should be fairly fast. But if you don't even have the race book, uh, I think it would be tougher. So that's where Borgata's kind of in a good spot because they've got a big race book already. They've already earmarked, uh, you know, in Nove- November 2017, we talked about this. They had earmarked seven million dollars for. Uh, sportsbook development, presumably right around the race book. I think there's some talk that it's going to expand out uh, more toward the poker room. I don't know if that's actually what's going on, but I would think that as far as like day one, it's just going to be like the race book kiosks are going to take sports bets. Uh, one interesting thing, Golden Nugget might actually end up being barred from taking sports bets because Tillman Fertitta, who owns the Golden Nugget, also owns the Houston Rockets. And, I think he is an owner of it. I right. Yeah. He's the solo owner, but yeah. Uh, so there's Senate President Steve Sweeney, New Jersey State Senate President, uh, said that the bill as currently drafted wouldn't allow that, and he is totally in favor of keeping that the case. So it'll be interesting to see if... Uh, Tillman Fertitta sort of gets in there and has his people or lobbyists or whoever get some changes made. But uh, I would not be surprised if Golden Nugget cannot take sports bets, at least in the first uh, iteration or wave of, of sports book openings in Atlantic City. I don't I don't necessarily know why New Jersey would care, but I actually wouldn't be surprised at all if the NBA flipped out about that. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, that would be horrible. I, I mean, I wonder if the NBA is the one that's pushing New Jersey to do this. I don't, I don't know. You would like, think. I can't imagine the NBA being happy with someone who is running a book also being an owner. That, that's something to keep an eye out. But So we should talk about the impact, because obviously there's been a ton of excitement about this, and it's been talked about but, for years and years and years. Before we do that, it must be said, I think someone else posted on the Facebook group. I don't know if they were just trolling or were making a real point. That the MGM actually owns a WNBA team, so yes, that's true. Why, why wouldn't Steve Sweeney be upset about that? I mean, the funny you mentioned that, but ESPN just published an article saying that sports betting nationally could be huge for women's sports because <laughs> it could drive yeah. a bunch of interest in I'm, all these like sort of off season. If you don't care about like baseball I, in the summer, unless, there's nothing to bet on. MGM agrees never to have bets on the WNBA. I don't think it's any different than Tillman Fertitta, right? So so maybe they will also not be able to take bets on Las Vegas Aces with WNBA games. <laughs> right. So like it could just be that Golden Nugget AC can't take bets on Houston Rockets games. Like it can take bets on every other NBA game, just not those. That would that sounds, seems that sounds like reasonable. reasonable. Right. Just I should be in the state legislature. Yeah. Just vote me in right now. Right in campaign starts now. Uh I don't even know who like Hudson County Hoboken representatives are, but I'm coming for you. It's the last thing I want. That'd be horrible. All right. Let's, let's talk about the impact of sports betting, because I think that's what people actually want to hear us talk about. Yeah. I mean, people are very excited for it, right? They've wanted this for a long time. You're bullish, right? You love it. I, I mean, it certainly can't hurt. 
Um, not optimistic enough. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing, especially if they're the first to market on the East Coast. Uh, I mean, I think Delaware actually has always had sports betting, but not on individual games. I think it's been that you've had to do like parlay multiple games together there. Right. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely helpful if Atlantic Sea can do that. I know that people in the Facebook group and just people in general are extremely bullish on it and really think that this is going to be a huge game changer for the city. I don't necessarily agree. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about uh, the numbers in Las Vegas where sports betting makes up about 2% of the revenue. I think it'll probably be a little bit better in Atlantic City, but I don't think it's going to really move the needle all that much. Especially in a year or two when all all the other jurisdictions around them with casinos will also have sports books, which I imagine will happen. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think the monopoly is going to last for very long. It's like East Coast monopoly. But okay. I'm, I, I started out very much in that mindset of like, you know, this doesn't – it's not a big moneymaker for Vegas – uh, even in March, which is probably one of the biggest sports gambling months because of March Madness, uh, which I'm not allowed to say. Sorry, the NCAA tournament. Uh, March Mayhem. Yeah, sure, March Mayhem. Um, Nevada won $34.1 million on sports betting. That's out of $381 million to- total of gambling revenue, so about 9%. Uh, Atlantic City in March made $193 million, so a similar percentage would be something like $17 million, so which, you know, that's nothing to see that, adding $17 million. Uh, but again, that's a big month. That's probably one of the biggest gambling months. And, um, you know, you said the percentage is much lower. One of the biggest sports betting months. Right. Yes. yes, Not one of the biggest gambling months. (laughs) Well, certainly not in AC. Certainly not in AC. Right. Uh, which actually, you know, to me, that's the kind of thing where it really helps AC is like March, not a good, not a good month for AC. Yeah. Or January. And yeah, January, February for like NFL playoff, Super Bowl. Like it helps these sort of months, and the funny thing is, like, the, the reaction summer's a dead time for sports. Right? Absolutely. Like, so the reaction when among the sports writers that I saw, like national sports writers, when this went through and the Supreme Court decision came out, was okay. But now all you can bet on is baseball, basically, and like betting on baseball is idiotic. And everybody's saying, "Oh, betting on baseball sucks." Like, you never know what's going to happen. It's just all based on who the starting pitcher is. Like giving all these reasons why it's ridiculous to do ignoring the fact that like you know you know sometimes throwing 20 bucks on a game for fun is is just fun because you're sitting there and watching a game and you have some vested interest in it uh but you know baseball season this sort of downtime for sports betting is the hottest time of the year for ac it's the time that ac doesn't really need that much help uh so getting into nfl season in the fall and then NFL playoffs in mm-hmm. the dead of winter, and then March Madness in March, like that should really help AC. So I'm actually sort of coming around on like this could help some of the year-round market. Um, there's also been this weird reaction where there's this seeming assumption that like people aren't already betting on sports, whereas I think tons of people are betting on sports, and I think if you know March Madness is proof. Like everybody's in a pool and right. most of them are not doing it through sanctioned means. Although, you know, that's not really going to change, but you know, as far no, as, yeah, that's, I don't think that is going to change at all. Betting on, you know, your NFL team, people just do it. Like they go through right. whatever they go offshore, they go through a bookie. If you can bring this into legalized means in the casino and if Atlantic city can take care, take advantage of this first mover advantage, which, you know, they've been horrible at mm-hmm. historically of taking, <laughs> taking advantage of that, uh, then it could be very good. I, I mean, I think, I think it would be a bigger percentage than it is in Vegas. Uh, and I think just the timing works out where it's actually very good for Atlantic city. So I'm more bullish than I was at, when I initially heard about it or initially like leading up to the decision. Yeah, I mean, so I think a lot of the people that are really huge bulls because of this, they'll admit that, yeah, the revenue numbers aren't that great, but the claim is that it's going to bring a lot of new people into the city who wouldn't otherwise come. Basically, 
I think that it's not going to change things too, too much. I mean, there's going to be a couple of people maybe that want to come and make some bets, but I kind of agree with, uh, you can bet on that. And they're talking about how Vegas confessions was, was also talking about it. Like people who really want to make bets are already making bets, whether or not it's legal. So I think the people, and like, if you're already making bets with bookies or with friends or whatever, like, I don't think this is going to stop that at all. Because you're already doing it, it's probably going to be way more convenient. I think it's going to be there's going to be some people who maybe would kind of like to, but just don't have the means or don't really feel like doing something that's technically illegal. That this could kind of pull them out and maybe get them to the city at least for the few months where it's going to be the only game on the East Coast. Uh, but I, I don't think this is going to be a huge deal. I don't think this is a game changer at all. Um, it's going to be nice. Certainly I'm, I'm happy that it's going to be available. I'll certainly make a better too. most of my trips while I'm out there just cause it's fun to gamble, which is why I like the city. So, <laughs> I mean, I could see it being something where NFL Sundays, various casinos are just really playing up. Like this is the place to be to watch mm-hmm. the NFL games, which right now they're not doing. Right, like, what are you talking about? Resorts had their uh, daily fantasy, right. whatever. It's true, uh, which I kept meaning to play and never did. Uh, so, again, I mean, I feel like I'm such the like shill for marketing majors everywhere, but <laughs> I think if they market this well, it could really draw people. I also think there's a percentage of people, and it may not even be a huge percentage. I know, like the lobby for for legalized gambling is all about like we're going to bring the billions of dollars of illegal sports re- uh, gambling into you know legitimate means and it's going to make a bu- bunch of tax money and all that stuff i don't think that's really going to happen but even if it's a small percentage of that that goes from like oh i bet with a bookie now i can bet online through william hill as long as i'm in the state of new jersey like why wouldn't i do that or like me like i don't gamble on sports at all but i probably would if I could just sit on my couch and bet through an app, which seems like it's I mean, it's going to be an option uh, before too long. So, yeah, I, I think it'll move the needle more than sort of the naysayers think. I don't think I'm not as bullish as the super high end bullish people are. Uh, there was there was an interesting thing also um, in uh, on the lines dot com. Mark Meltzer, uh, who is very prominent on Twitter, Vegas guy, uh, edgevegas.com. He wrote something saying that the reason that regional sports betting will look different, especially in New Jersey, is that New Jersey is like this hub, right, for professional sports all around it. You've got the New York teams, the Philly teams, you know, the Jets and the Giants are actually in New Jersey. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there's just a ton of professional sports. Vegas really only has the Golden Knights. Like that's the only professional sport there was a ton of betting on the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. Uh, so, you know, if, if you believe that local people are going to bet on their local teams and they're going to say, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Eagles fan. I'm going to go to whether it's, you know, Monmouth Park or to Atlantic City and bet on the Eagles and go sit and watch the game, like that's going to draw revenue. So I think there is a compelling case that – Atlantic City sort of primed, or New Jersey as a state is primed to take advantage of this in a way that Vegas is not. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Like I do think the numbers could be bigger than what Vegas sees in terms of percentage of gambling revenue. I'll concede that it's it's possible. I mean, I think unfortunately with this, we may never kind of know because let's say we do see a significant bump once this starts happening. Unfortunately, that's going to be when the Hard Rock opens as well. So it's yeah. going to be hard to be like, what really drew new people into the city? Was it sports betting or was it the Hard Rock? Yeah, I mean, it's the classic like you, statistics Even if, problem. if other casinos' numbers go up, I mean, you could still argue that it's the Hard Rock that brought people into town. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's This is just a like prototypical statistics issue. I mean, you see the same thing with, with slot revenue declines where like – Everybody sort of says, oh, the hold percentage is going up. So, like, the casino's taking more money and you're losing money faster. So people are playing slots less. And the casinos seem to be arguing, like, no, people are playing slots less, so we're withholding more money. And it's one of those things that it's like, I have my common sense, but, you know, you just never know. Like, you never know what is really 
what the change really would be if you just left everything constant. So, right. you know, we're going to have both these changes at the same time. So, yeah, it'll be All interesting right. to see. So since we love talking about data and you guys love hearing about it, obviously, given our conversation, uh, we can talk about some more numbers that came out since our last episode. So first we had the April revenue numbers, which weren't especially interesting to me, right? About as dead even as it could be, at least for brick and mortar. Right. I mean, Caesars had its first decent month of the year, I think. But other than that, nothing really super stood out. Resorts had a very good month as well. Yeah, which they re- really needed. I mean, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get into the quarterly profits. But yeah, it was good for them. Borgata down significantly, 9% year over year, which is interesting because we've talked about. Yeah, um, they have. MGM transition doesn't seem yep. to have done them any doesn't favors. Doesn't seem to be going well. Um, Bally's down 11.3% year over year and is now the lowest revenue casino in Atlantic City. Yeah, I think that's the first time. It's not good for them. Not good for them at all. I mean, they've been on the cusp, certainly, for a while, but I've now claimed that mantle. And honestly, I suspect it's going to be a place that they're going to, you know, maybe not every month, but that they're going to remain for the foreseeable future. It's it's just crazy to me because I think when even before this podcast even started or maybe even before we had the idea for the podcast, we were tracking revenue data. And I just mm-hmm. – I never would have thought that this was even possible, like balance right. to fall that low. I mean I, it, looking back at our first months of our spreadsheet, you know, they were in the $20 million range in January, you know, like in right. the 20s, January, February, like high 20s. Uh, certainly in no danger of falling behind things like at that time, Revel, Showboat, Resorts, Golden Nugget. Like they were, you know, in the middle tier pushing to the upper tier. And now, yeah, just to come in last is seeming I know. Just really it's rough. Just, you see the change in a place like Bally's and compared to a place like Tropicana, it's just total reversal of fortunes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you remember even back on episode one, it was mentioned that, for a while, Bally's was the highest grossing casino in Atlantic City between like after the Taj started to drop off and before the Borgata opened. So from like 2002 to 2004, 2005, I think Bally's was the number one casino in, in Atlantic City. Wow. Yeah. And now look at that. Look at them now. Yeah. That, that last. So it's not great. Um <laughs> But it's it's good to see some stabilization resort wide, because you know January, February, March. Were yeah, the the first quarter was really bad, bad. Uh, and certainly more data to support the how bad it was is that the quarterly uh, profit data, the like earnings before interest, taxes, debt, depreciation. Yeah, not debt. Yeah, that is not debt. I just messed that up. <laughs> I just revoke my MBA now. Um, Amortization. So yeah, quarterly profits were down 12% overall across the resort. There were some big movers each direction. Uh, Caesars was down 38%, which is funny because we just talked about Caesars. I mean, Caesars had some ghastly months in uh, early in this year. Uh, But Bally's, so Bally's, which we just sort of shit all over, was up 38% in Q1. So even though the numbers sucked gambling-wise profitability very high so yeah. there, there's certainly something to c- cutting a bunch of costs look there's plenty of ways to make money one yeah. way is by having a good product and trying to get people in the outdoor the other way is just to be a slumlord and not pay any money at all for yeah the product that you're giving the people yeah i mean i don't know i don't know is it you know it could be a bunch of things they could be making more money on rooms they could be you know taking in a bunch of money on leasing out those restaurant spaces to guy and to Buca de Beppo and all that stuff. Who knows? Yeah, I um, mean, we, we could check the numbers are public. No, you can't actually look that up. I, there's, yeah, you can't yeah, do research no. before a podcast I found. <laughs> uh, so that, so that's very interesting. Borgata down 27%. So still the, the most profitable casino in Atlantic city. So don't feel bad for Borgata, but down 27% from Q1 of 2017. Uh, which is interesting and kind of goes hand in hand with their uh, gambling revenue numbers. 
resorts 1.6 million dollars of profit total in q1 uh down from four million dollars of q in q1 of 2017 so that's just that's terrifyingly small profit numbers uh that being said they did just celebrate their 40th anniversary and uh, Mark Antonio, who is their, I think, president and CEO, said, we're going to be here for another 40 years. So he's bullish on resorts. <laughs> but those those numbers aren't so great. Um, any thoughts? I mean, they had that rebound. That's why I said their rebound in April was good to see because their January through March was so ugly. Yeah, so I'm not especially worried. I mean, I've said over and over again, I'm more of a top-line guy. Um, so I have put together, uh, the last, the profitability of the last three years of all the casinos. And I'll just mention now that 2017 was across the board, a much better year for basically everyone, or at least everyone except for the CET properties than the previous years. Um, so yeah, I'm not really worried. I mean, you look at a property like resorts, their EBITDA that I calculated was something like nine million dollars in 2015 total for the whole year and it was a little less than 38 million dollars in 2017 so some of these properties have gotten much better and especially if you compare them to like places like the revel that were just losing tens of millions of dollars a year uh honestly all seven of these casinos are in perfectly fine shape uh, according to profitability uh so yeah i don't know it's it is what it is. I'm not really worried about one quarter's results. We'll we'll see how things are. And 2017 was just a really great year for all of these casinos' profitabilities, honestly. So, right. I mean, that was my first reaction when I saw this. Is like, yeah, down 12, percent but like last year was so gang. Especially, I think the first half of last year, especially, mm-hmm. it was like gangbusters for, for in terms of profitability. Even if the gambling revenue wasn't as as high as uh, it had been, or wasn't as big a gain as it would indicate as the profitability numbers would indicate. So, you know, maybe some regression is not too shocking, uh, but the fact that everybody's profitable is good. All right. So minor league baseball, you want to talk about that coming back to Bader field? Yeah, not too much to say. I mean, it's something that's been talked about maybe now for the past few months. Uh, Route 40 has been all over it, but uh, I'll link to an article in the press of Atlantic city that, says that the city council has agreed to give the former owner of the Atlantic City Surf, which is the previous previous tenant of, of Surf Stadium, the Atlantic City Baseball Stadium over in Bader Field, uh, they've given him 90 days to negotiate on the city's behalf to find a new ownership group to bring minor league baseball back to the city. So uh, the previous team, the Atlantic City Surf, they were in the Atlantic League for nine years. Then they moved to the Can-Am League for two years. Is that uh, are those like independent leagues or are they levels of like single A or so they're independent leagues. The Atlantic mm-hmm. League actually has some affiliation with Major League Baseball that I'm is unclear to me. It's like the only indie league that is actually somehow affiliated with Major League Baseball, which I don't understand. Can Am League is totally independent. Uh it's very small. I think there are only six teams in the Can Am League, but uh at least I mean I think they they draw pretty well. Uh at least like New Jersey Jackals, Rockland, like some of those teams do pretty well. So uh, it's not like, you know, even though it's obviously not, uh, you know, triple a double a affiliated with major league teams, you know, that doesn't mean that it's just destined to fail. So it'll be interesting to see if they can find someone to make this happen. I feel like initially this was sort of reported as like, it's done. Baseball is coming back. And that's not really the case. Like there's a big difference between (laughs) this approval of like, go find somebody and actually going out and finding somebody. So, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if they'll be able to do that in the next 90 days. I think at some point we probably will see a baseball team back at surf stadium. I just don't know that if, this is the person that's going to do it in the next, in this 90 day window that's been approved. Uh, maybe the more telling thing is that city council's kind of like moving on this in this way, but yeah. uh, something to keep an eye on for the next, however many weeks before this 90 day window expires. Uh, this was originally May 16th. So they presumably have until sometime in mid August to make this happen. I mean, I think I saw an article about this somewhere 
that said that the author thought that the key to success and for the sticking around is to try to get the minor league team into Atlantic City that's somehow affiliated with the major league team. And being far from an expert on the economics of running a minor league baseball team, that sounded like something that was plausible to me. Um, Just speaking from experience, I know that me and you have made several trips to minor league baseball stadiums that we would otherwise never have gone to. But, you know, we went to see a Bowie Bay Sox game one time when... Manny Machado was playing at Bowie because we knew what a prospect he was. And I don't know if you were there, but I went to a Frederick Keys game back when Jonathan Scope was playing on the Keys because he was a big prospect as well. So, I mean, I think it'd be a big deal if it was maybe like a, even a single A team, but I don't know. I mean, for me, just an independent league doesn't really move the needle. Yeah, I mean, I don't I think you're going to be sorely disappointed if that's what you're hoping for, because I think there's almost no way. I think it's almost definitely mm. going to be Atlantic or Can-Am again. Uh, I've actually been to one Can-Am league game, uh, New Jersey Jackals. They draw well. I mean, it's I actually kind of like independent league baseball, and I, I agree like it's an easier sell to get people to minor league games, but like the Jackals are the closest sort of professional baseball to me by far, so... You know, if I have the option to go to a game, that's where I go. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, certainly if the beer is cheap and it's a nice day, it is, there's yeah. certainly worse, worse ways you could spend your time, especially if you've lost a lot of money at the casinos and want to take it easy for a few hours. I mean, it sounds like a nice thing to do, and it's a good thing for the city regardless. But I think for the success of the team, it, it, I assume it would draw better, especially from the locals, if it were affiliated with a Major League Baseball team. Yeah, I mean, you sort of get a weird reverse situation where instead of, like, prospects, the draw is sometimes the, like, washed-up dude who ended up in in the league. Like, you know, I think Roger Clemens pitched for the Sugarland Skeeters, which is an Atlantic League team. Uh, Cecil Fielder actually was the manager of the Atlantic City Surf for a year or two. (laughs) So, like, I mean, the Newark Bears that folded had, like, the Conseco brothers and like a bunch of former major league players. So that has sort of been the model. I think that it's way too expensive. And so people don't really go that way. So now like, you know, the Jackals have Matt Latos get excited. Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm excited. (laughs) Who was just horrifically bad um, in his final couple of years in the majors. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's good baseball, but it's, you know, you got to sell the other aspects of it, right? Like you got to sell the cheap beer and the the cool stadium and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we'll I mean, we'll see. It's good, certainly, if if someone wants to spend the money to open up a independent league team for Atlantic City, it's only going to be a good thing for the city. But it may or may not be a good thing for the person who spends that money. Yeah, I mean, I love in, I love the the independent leagues. Like, I think it's just a really cool thing that it's basically like a hobby thing for some rich owner and. You know, they hold open tryouts and stuff, and it's all kind of cool. But I say that in, a, in the form of putting my money where my, where my mouth is. I've only gone to one game. So let's talk about a few openings and closings in the city. Uh, the first one really made me laugh because Craig and I had an independent conversation uh, before I saw this where... Uh, Craig was wondering if if the people at CET knew um, Daryl McEwen because he always kind of pushed them on everything they said and and was always kind of making fun of them for whenever they'd make mistakes or pushing for a better deal for players. And Craig's like, do you think they know him and treat him differently because they know him? And so the first opening is the Crafty Crab at Bally's. And Daryl's like, where is that? And they're like, right on the boardwalk. And he's like, where the pickles was? And then they just totally ignored him. (laughs) And I feel like it has to be. So it's this crafty crab seafood place. Pickles (laughs) has just been empty for a while. But, I mean, where else would it be? I can't even imagine. Like, it's a bally space on the boardwalk. The other bally space on the boardwalk is is Johnny Rockets. So unless you want to say that, like, Guy's Barbecue Joint. Or or Harry's Oyster. Also a bally space on the boardwalk. Yeah. Well, we know that Harry's Oyster is still there. Uh, so I think it's gotta be the old pickle spot. It's just a weird, I mean, that's a big restaurant, by the way. I can't, I can't 
Pickles has been closed for so long. Yeah. It's a big space. Mm. I've eaten there. I ate there once. It was good. Good deli food. <laughs> uh, weirdly, something that's kind of like... I've, I've eaten at the Johnny Rockets once. Yeah. Once. I used their walk-up window. My milkshake. <laughs> uh, I mean, the food looked good. It's just funny that Bally's social media was just like, meh. It's just like, we're not answering this guy anymore. <laughs> we're not answering. Problems. Just having stars insider. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one. I, I would I would be interested to check it out. I wonder if they would take $100 celebration dinner. Oh. I would go get some crab legs. A lot of crab legs. Yeah. I'd for your... For Absolutely. I mean, male be- friend who yeah. is sharing a room with you. Yeah. It's between that and just 75 toasted coconut donuts at, at the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to get 75 at Bally's Dunkin' Donuts prices. That's true. It's probably more like 50. Yeah. They, they definitely don't have 50 at any given time. You <laughs> bankrupt the Dunkin' Donuts. You have to donuts. call ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would be bankrupt of toasted coconut donuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling You'd in my debt of toasted coconut donuts. You are going bankrupt. You just call in and be like, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., <laughs> 50 toasted coconut donuts. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. You probably could do that. They deliver, right? Isn't that, wasn't that something that happened? I have no they idea. They, like, deliver to your room, but, like, not during peak times. Oh. Not during. So like but the morning when you really want to do it on a coffee. If it's they two in the morning be. when it's always the appropriate time for a toasted coconut donut, they will probably deliver no, to you. It's probably only like eleven to four PM or something yeah. like that. Something stupid. Yeah, maybe. Anyways. I may just be making that up, but I'm pretty sure they deliver. To <laughs> so the Chelsea Five Gastropub and Whiskey Five Bar at Tropicana in the old Chelsea is also open now. Do you have anything to say about this, Greg? It doesn't feel like it's part of the Tropicana, is the only thing I'll say. Yeah. It's... But I mean, uh, we need to go to the um, the breakfast place in the Chelsea oh, Tower. Oh, uh, where Not former Teplitsky's, the Gilchrist. Oh, Gilchrist, yes. Yeah, we should try it. If it tastes exactly yeah. the same, that's awesome. That would be awesome. We should get breakfast there on June 29th. Perhaps, especially since I'll be staying there. Absolutely. I think that's a good plan. But not in the Chelsea Tower, luckily. Yeah, well, short walk. They have a sky bridge. I don't know if that's open yet. I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, there's also the 2100 bar and lounge open in the formal former dusk space up on the second floor at Caesars. Yeah. So over by the six to five blackjack tables, uh, looks cool. I'll link to a tweet that sort of shows you around the space. So Uh, there's just no nightclub there at all now. Yeah. Which I think is probably reasonable for them. Like I, Mm. I'm, I mean, I'm way more interested in going to this 2100 thing than I was in going to dusk. Certainly, but I don't think you're the demographic they're going after in the nightclub space. I wonder if it's cheaper to run something like 2100 than it is to run a nightclub. That's my guess. It's I'm I'm will guarantee 100. percent It's a lot cheaper, but there's also a lot less upside. I mean, it's always better to be able to sell a 200 dollar bottle of Grey Goose or something if that's an option available to you, which you're not going to do at 2100 probably. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if Caesars just doesn't really attract that clientele anymore. Yeah, maybe. I mean, oh, I don't certainly ever not without a club. <laughs> that dusk was ever, or at least not recently, super popular. So it was when I first started going. There was always yeah, a line it, it was door, always there was always a long line back. Yeah, when when you first started going. Yeah, but I, the last few years, I just, you never even heard anything about it. Oh, uh, you wouldn't even. I don't even think I've seen a line there in a long time. Uh, so that's it for openings and then yeah. the sad news. There is a closing. The Apple store in the playground. Yeah. So they just didn't renew their lease, which is probably not too surprising. Um, yeah. Some people were complaining in the Facebook group saying that that was the only Apple store in quite some ways. Yeah. And it was always fairly crowded, which I guess is like, you know, it's an Apple store. You just go in and screw around with the gadgets. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess another sort of black eye for the playground. It's a big storefront, very prominently featured as you walk in. Um, I mean, for me, that's probably, I mean, I think the real anchor tenants are the restaurants, but of the retail, I mean, that was the best one, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, they're in a situation now where like the anchor retail tenant is it's sugar. 
a candy <laughs> shop, right? Like, what yeah. else is there? I mean, there's like Swarovski. There's right, just not but, much there. No, there's it's the playground. I don't think is in a good situation. So, yeah. Well, they could. Open I mean, some of the restaurants are, are are probably doing fine, but other than that, I would yeah, I, I would think the restaurants do well. I can't imagine it. any of the retail places are doing well at all. Yeah, I mean, and the candy store. I even think some of the ones that I thought would probably be doing okay, like the Apple Store, or like Starbucks, have closed down. Yeah, I mean, Starbucks had the weird hour restrictions. Right, it couldn't open until eleven because that's when the playground opened. Yeah. And I expect the Apple Store is probably like okay, but it's just one of those things where the lease comes up and you have to make a decision. Like we could probably open a more profitable one somewhere mm-hmm. else. So this one's getting shut down. Uh, yeah, not good. Hopefully, the playground starts to shift to get better. Although I don't know what would change buy the parking garage from Trump from plaza. the Taj or the plaza. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Disappointing. We needed something upbeat. Um, we're going to AC in a few weeks. What Crafty are, what crab, are we? Man. Four and a half weeks away. Unknown boardwalk location. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to know if they'll take a hundred dollar, hundred dollar diamond celebration. Dinner, Cause I would definitely go. I did. I bet they would. Probably. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that's not where we're going to go for dinner on the 28th, though, right? Like, we're going to want to go someplace over by Hard Rock. Yeah, probably. I mean, especially since it'll be free for me. Oh, damn it. That's a good point. <laughs> You're just getting all kind of free meals off of yeah, me. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's You're going to get me dinner. Dave and Andy are going to buy me some wings. It's going to be an <laughs> awesome night. Let's just not tell them about it and then just assume that they know like when we show up just be like oh yeah you guys got this round of wings right like you yeah heard. i don't know about andy but dave definitely listens to the podcast unfortunately thanks dave thanks for listening yeah. uh is there anything else i think we've reached the end of the agenda yeah i think we're done which yeah by the way it looks like my prediction we always do an over under on how long we think it's going to take before the episode i am perfect spot on so yeah nice job well done yep. i'm glad i didn't <laughs> bet another meal on this one you probably should have. Oh, too many people meals already. So is there anything else you want to say before we shut it down? Just cereal town. Cereal town. <laughs> Got to get that Prince of Monaco cereal. Yeah. Uh, I, was supposed to, I, I forget what all am I supposed to mention according to our contracts? Uh, uh, Chicken C- and Pete's. Chicken and Pete's. City of Clark, New Jersey. Yeah. City of Clark. Chamber of Commerce. If you need to go to a Target, yeah. go to City of Clark. Um, they're opening something else cool in Clark. I forget what it is. Go yeah, look it up on the internet. Just yeah. Google something cool in Clark. You'll find it. Uh, I think we're good. I think we've fulfilled the terms of our yeah. contracts. Yeah, my mother-in-law is actually. Did you hear they're opening something something on Central <laughs> Ave? I, was, I already forgot. Bad son-in-law. Uh, a bad marketer for. It's terrible. Our very profitable. Okay. This is how we lose our Clark Chamber of Commerce deal. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> if you want to join us <laughs> or any of our other listeners, you can do so at the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, you can find all of our great content, which is consists of the podcast and the podcast alone at do for a win.com. Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and definitely not YouTube. Uh, you can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or send him questions at do for a win at gmail.com. What's the status of the inbox, Craig? Uh, Chickies and Pete's hasn't sent their check. They need to get on that. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, I think the problem was when I did my solo episode, I didn't mention them because mm. they only made the contract with you and not me. There's also this weird problem where they're not actually aware that they're contractually obligated to the to this deal. Yeah. Well, fake it until you make it. If we just keep yeah. mentioning them, and by we, I mean you. Just start sending them bills. Like just start <laughs> sending them invoices. Like we mentioned you guys four times. Yeah. Where's our money? We will uh, accept crab fry coupons, which they would willingly give. <laughs> you did get a great 28,000 word email from a guy that wrote it on his phone, I think. So that oh, was yeah. good. Yeah, all sorts of stuff that he wanted to see done. He had some interesting ideas. Thank you guys for joining us. And I hope very much that you will consider doing it again, despite this episode. So if you decide to make great. it. I don't know what you're talking about. Decision. We will hopefully talk to you guys in 
I don't know, under two weeks, probably. Under two weeks? Ooh, bold. It took us two, a little over two. We're, yeah, it did. Well, there was a couple, a couple delays and holidays. And yeah. I have to say it doesn't help that every other day for the past month and a half you've been unavailable because of the stupid playoffs. There's nothing stupid about them until the Capitals lose, it's which is incredibly stupid. Every other day. That it is every other day. And hey. you're not available. And they're always at night, never day games. Correct. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm, I'm Googling new thing, Clark, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Opening. Oh, it's Duck Donuts. Oh, Duck Donuts is good.